interesting discussion. We were just talking about a um, a major thoroughfare. Doesn't matter where in the country, because this happens now and then. So somebody was uh, threatened to jump off a bridge and kill themselves, and so they shut down this major thoroughfare for how many hours? Ten hours? Ten, yeah. Ten hours. Because they're worried this person was going to commit suicide. And what what is the proper balance on that for society to be concerned about somebody with, obviously, some mental health issues? Right. Well, and it could, you know, the person who uh, had him spread all over their windshield and and multi-car wrecks and the rest of it, it it could turn into serious mayhem. but. But you can't close down the road every time somebody's threatening to jump off a bridge. Yeah, I don't think it happens that much. I've, you know, I'm, Ten hours is too long. you got to get it worked out in an hour and then open uh, one way or the other and open the road back i up. got a short attention span. I would probably forget out why I was up there and say to the cops, what's going on over there? They'd say, <laughs> you, you're, a, you're threatening to jump off the, oh, yeah, yeah, right, I've cheered up. Yeah. I was kind of angry. I don't even remember what about. Yeah. needed to talk to somebody. Anyway. Why are there no cars? We shut it down. Oh, wow. Sorry. You know, before long, you will have the numbskull, you know, the same numbskull who, like, calls a bomb threat to an airplane because he doesn't want his girlfriend to leave him. That sort of guy would, would end up, you know, doing that to avoid having to go to work or whatever. Right. High school kid to avoid taking a test. I couldn't get there. The road was closed. Anyway. So, Facebook, in their never-ending uh, attempt to, no, 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 not steal your information in this case, but... Uh, avoid controversy, hate speech, etc. Are you a platform? Are you a publisher? And I admit it's a conundrum for, for your social media outlets. Um, but they uh, said on Thursday that they had permanently banned several far-right and anti-Semitic figures and organizations, including Nation of Islam leader Louis Farrakhan, InfoWars host Alex Jones, Milo Yiannopoulos, which surprises me, and Laura Loomer, who I don't know her act. I hear she's an anti-Semite of some stripe, but I don't. Uh, she pops up every now and then as kind of uh, conservative publicity stunt. She was the one who like handcuffed herself to Twitter's office. Uh, she has she's had some viral moments from various hearings where she stands up and starts shouting stuff about. Man, all right. Okay, yeah, that's fine, but just Facebook, ideologically, I don't know. Facebook just made her more famous. Uh, yeah, I don't know uh, what I, her act is and whether she had it coming. I don't know either, but Milo doesn't fit into those other people. No, Milo is absolutely nothing like Louis Farrakhan, uh, nor Alex Jones, really. Um, you know, uh, Milo's a nut, but and in reading this article and, and looking at it and looking at the coverage and everything, it's become so obvious to me the playbook that's used. And I'm not a fan, really, well, you know what? I think Milo's funny, and I think he makes a lot of really think, good points. I think he's, you know, he's out think, of control sometimes. I don't, I don't, uh, you know, retweets do not necessarily uh, equal endorsements. Do you think he's dangerous? That's no. what Facebook called him. No, absolutely not. I don't think so either. I don't think he's the least bit dangerous. Um, so, but here's here's the playbook, and it's it's just so obvious and a really good example. I don't think they're caught up in this. Well, let me just read this one well, sentence ahead. from yeah. them. From Facebook, we've always banned individuals or organizations that promote or engage in violence and hate, regardless of ideology. Milo Yiannopoulos promotes violence and hate? I guess when he makes jokes about lesbians, they'd call that hate. Yeah, yeah. Well, here's the thing. Um, what what they do in... in uh, As a gay man, he makes jokes about lesbians. Right. 
Um, and they do such a good job of it. I'm going to have to choose my words very carefully here just to make the point, uh, because the the good folks on the left have absolutely well, the bad folks on the left, there are plenty of good folks on the left. Uh, the bad folks on the left really don't have any interest in engaging in a dialogue or trading off ideas and, and getting somewhere near the truth. They just want to hurt and tear down. And um, a, a good example would be this group, the Proud Boys, who you may have seen scraping with Antifa at various rallies. And and um, and I'm, I just went to the Wikipedia page because I wanted to find out more about them. In fact, we've, we've got a couple of listeners who are affiliated with them, and and I agreed with some of the things they said. And, and Positive Sean, on the, oh, I can't remember if it was on the air or off the air, said something. you got to be careful, man, because they're into some really crazy stuff. So I looked into it. Um, go ahead. Do you have something you want to say there, Sean? Uh, they just—they are of a group that is very willing to just throw hands. Which, yeah, oh, which that's leads absolutely to more true. Hand throwing. That's absolutely yeah. true. Yeah. There's a new term for that. Didn't we just learn this the other for day? Throwing, throwing hands, throwing dogs, or fighting. Uh, hipsters use young youngsters use. Oh, are you talking about uh, bang thirties? Yeah, they bang <laughs> in thirties. Bang thirties. What? What? What's the thirty? I don't know. They're very, they're very willing to bang thirty. I tried to figure out the source of this, but I don't know. This is uh, I got, I, I got ten fingers. Does the source so matter? It. It's what cool, pe- it's what us cool people say. Oh, <laughs> they're gonna bang thirties. I'm this, a linguist. This is from the college professor who's the been cunning one. He's yes. been archiving the slang that he overhears oh, his students yeah, use. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, so, I can't wait to get to that. Yeah. List. yeah, it's fun <laughs> stuff. But so anyway, you got uh, the the Proud Boys who arose in response to the violence on the left in some extremist uh, lefty organizations and they uh, they believe in traditional roles for men and women they are staunch defenders of western culture uh, and that sort of thing now here is the page from wikipedia the proud boys is a far right neo fascist organization and i thought whoa whoa ho hey ho what makes you a neo fascist organization well Media Matters have called them that, and the Southern Poverty Law Center. Well, the Southern Poverty Law Center has been completely uh, unfaced. What's unmasked? Oh, yeah. They're Uh, they're phonies. They're complete phonies. They exist to raise funds. Back in the day, they did some really good work for civil rights. But they now they label everything from Mitt Romney to the right a hate group. The the list of just churches they've named hate groups is it's ridiculous. They are a joke. Don't forget it. But anyway, so media matters. The far left media matters, and and um, and uh, SPLC are the uh, sole arbiters apparently of who's a fascist. They admit only men as members promote political violence. Uh, the group was started by Vice Media co-founder and former commentator Gavin McGinnis. Uh, Proud Boys emerged as part of the alt-right, but in early 2017, he began distancing himself from the alt-right, saying that the alt-right's focus is race, while his focus is what he defines as Western values. And Mr. McGinnis, quite staunchly, and actually the Proud Boys say, we have nothing to do with white supremacy. Nothing. Uh, but according to Wikipedia, and this matters, and I'll tell you why, uh, the group sees men, especially white men, as Western culture is under uh, and Western culture is under siege. Their views have elements of white genocide conspiracy theory. While the group claims it does not support white supremacist views, because it doesn't, its members often participate in racist rallies, events, and organizations. And then I went to the citation for that, and it was 
the same people, Media Matters and, and the Southern Poverty Law Center. So the point of it is, and here's the playbook, if you have any overlap with any group that has any overlap with any group that has any overlap of something that can be legitimately called something objectionable. So it's it, like six degrees of Kevin Bacon? Yeah, exactly. Be it white supremacy or, or nationalist or any nationalist now called a white nationalist for some reason. Um, and there are plenty of black nationalists and Asian nationalists in the world. But anyway, um, if you can get a couple, three, four even, overlap degrees of separation, then you are guilty of the worst sins of those organizations, the ones at the end of the line. And it's it's insidious, and it's unfair, and it would be absolutely, precisely as fair to call a union communist. I mean, because unions have a big overlap with socialist groups that have overlap with communist groups. In fact, you know, a lot of union marches include avowed communists. The communists killed way more people than the fascists did. The fascists couldn't come close to communism in the 20th century. Uh, but for some reason, um, you know, they, they get a pass. Uh, and and the other aspect of this that really bothers me, um, oh, let me approach it like this. And, and this was the editorial I was going to write. There could be no more horrifying thing to say about somebody, if you're a student of history, 20th century history in particular, than to call him a fascist. The fascists, well, except the communists, really, but the fascists slaughtered tens of millions of innocents over race, ethnicity, religion, uh, uh, handicap, a thousand things. I mean, it's terrible. The history of fascism is horrible. Is it not hate speech to call somebody a fascist? That's clearly hate speech. If any of the stuff you guys on the left call hate speech is hate speech, and, and frankly, you call everything hate speech, then calling somebody a fascist, by Mark Zuckerberg's own standards, is clearly hate speech. And anybody who calls anybody else a fascist, unless they are a member of a specifically avowed fascist organization, must be banned from Facebook. Says me. We've gotten a lot of texts. This Loomer woman who is banned by Facebook, she is a Jewish woman who speaks up against Sharia law and uh, and a lot of radical Islam. Oh, she's one of your hardcore or radical Islam people like, uh, yeah, Michelle Malkin. And uh, who's the other gal that gets a lot of attention? No, I don't have any idea how far she goes in that. Um, I haven't looked into it, but that's that's what her thing is. And Facebook booted her off. But they also booted off Milo, who I don't find dangerous at all. So, yeah. Well, you know, if Christopher Hitchens was alive, they'd have to ban him because he said incredibly harsh things about his life. Oh, no doubt. And he's no one doubt. of the great God, minds on the planet. God, I wish he was still around to argue yeah. with Facebook. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Probably would be if he wasn't a smoker. Sure that. Don't smoke, kids. Yeah, because your ideas uh, are needed, except those of you whose ideas aren't needed. So smoke them if you got them. So this is Andy. you got this college professor who listens to his students and picks up on what words and phrases they use. So I am so going to annoy you people for the rest of the show. I can't wait to get my hands You're on You're going to want to bang 30s with Joe after you, uh, <laughs> after you hear this list. Bring it. Stay tuned. Uh, clapped guy. What's that? That's a crazy person. Okay. Or someone who is punched. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of 
Listen. Available right now via the iHeart app and iTunes. Our two new podcasts. Armstrong and Getty, one more thing. That's our daily after show podcast. And Armstrong and Getty Extra Large featuring our interviews of the most interesting people in the world. Subscribe today via the iHeart app or iTunes. Or wherever podcasts are given away for free. Because we're stupid. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I went to the vending machine and got me some smacks, so I'm ready to go. Smacks is a uh, term young college people use. For I just said smack. Smacks. We got heroin in the machine, though? Smacks is a tasty treat. Oh, uh, yeah. Now, a snack is, Yeet. a snack is a person who looks good, like a hottie. Well, she's a snack. He's a snack. So that's what you'd say now. Well, she's. A, have you seen the new? Yeah, she's a snack. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of like so that So this one. college professor put out a <laughs> list of words that he hears so you can be hip and cool and or at least know what maybe other people are talking about. Somebody help me out. I'm so amused that my, my beloved 19-year-old daughter always hits me with yeet. But that's not yeet? on the list. Yeah. It's like a strong yes. By the way, something. A uh, couple of good stories Marshall's got coming up in his news, including that story about the FBI running a uh, a, a snack at uh, Papadopoulos in the Trump campaign. Ooh. They hired a hot guy. He is a snacker, though. He's got a weakness for a snack. That was their theory. <laughs> Obama's FBI department ran a snack at a Trump person to try to catch them. Instead. We used to call it a honeypot, Jack. Anyway, I was going to mention, I just saw the grossest thing I've ever seen. And uh, I'm not bothered by anything, and I almost couldn't eat after I saw it. So I don't know if I should even bring it up. Oh, boy. But it's getting some rounds on the uh, social media. Do I get one chance to beat it? (laughs) You couldn't. You actually couldn't. Okay, well, let's not talk about it You actually couldn't. If I couldn't, then we shouldn't talk about it. People are eating. Some people, maybe... I'll just I'll just tell you the genre it's in. And oh, I, won't, I won't get into the details. I'm so, begging you. I can always ask for more. Passenger shaming has become a thing about people on airplanes. Oh yeah, you good. And uh, social pressure it, it's has its place. On, it's hot on Instagram to put out. Look at this, and you know it's the person behind you putting their bare feet on your armrest, or uh, oh, you know what, or they're just I'm banging thirties over that. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna take back eight toes. What if she's a snack though? Does that bother you? Oh wait a minute. Uh, then, then, then I'm ordering drinks and we're getting crossfaded. Yeah, crossfaded, crossfaded, doubly inebriated. So, a mixing <laughs> oh, of uh, intoxicants. Yes, yeah, awesome. <laughs> oh, I get it. So you you smoked a little and yeah. you had a couple. Wow. Yeah, cross-faded. crossfaded. Yeah, but that's only if she's a snack. For me, it'd be cold medicine and I uh, sniff glue. That's what I do. <laughs> Otherwise, wow. we're, we're banging thirties over feet on my You're armrest. Practically James Bond over there. <laughs> um. But so in this particular, I, I won't give you any details, but this is the grossest example of passenger shaming. Oh, boy. You can't even believe it. it oh, boy. Do you want to hear it or not? Well, you had somebody fill their pants on your flight This is once. worse than that. No, far. it's not. Significantly worse. Good Lord. No, I, I'm sure I don't want to hear it. The photo. I've seen the photo. That's what almost made me not be able to eat. I kind of want to hear it. How about we give people the option? You can turn off your radio for I won't do more than uh, fifteen seconds on it. God, I just ate my eggs and my. Well, you don't have to listen. Fold. You can be among I, the people I that feel like I really should. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
Say, going to look at the second hand here. I'll only talk about it for 15 seconds and I stop. All right. We're going to. Starting now. Turn down your radio. It's a guy with a wound on his leg that is oozing. Oh, my. And it oozed um, a puddle oh, oh, onto oh, the floor oh, around oh. his feet. Oh, And they took boy. a picture of it and oh, posted boy. it. It is so disgusting. Oh, boy. And I won't say and another you, word about it if you didn't want to. Oh, if you decided oh, you didn't want to hear about it. 15 seconds is up. Welcome back, everybody. Do you want to see the picture? No. No, it's a sick and really it was bad. No, don't. I'm closing my eyes. I'm yeah. not looking yeah. at it. If I was on the plane and I saw that, this wouldn't be. I'm going to take a picture. Oh, that's gross. I'm going to Instagram. I'd throw up, or I'd say I got to get off the plane, or he's got to get off the plane. This is a health hazard. This is ridiculous. Mm. You can't have this in public. It is a health hazard. Mm. Oh my god! Is he fresh from a jousting tournament? I don't know. <laughs> should we post that? Well, but, I don't know. If by we the way, post it. I, you know, I shouldn't promote this on the show, but the Oozing Wounds, my new uh, punk band, we're playing. Our drummer doesn't use drumsticks; he uses only garden tools. I mean, I'm not just rashing the guy. That's to make rashing. That's to make fun of someone. Yeah, among young people, you're gonna catch a fade. You don't watch yourself. That's to get punched and/or knocked out. This is a social professor yes, who's compiled all the slang he's heard through the years. I'm a little sus as to whether this is all true. That's short for suspicious. I guess that's what the young people say. Because the young people are so busy, they can't say suspicious. <laughs> a cracky is someone who jewels. I remember that. Hey, cracky. Um, what's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, it's jobs, jobs, jobs this morning. We have a report about an FBI undercover agent spying on former Trump assistants. And the EPA has weighed in on Roundup. Wait a minute. You said spying. You said spying. It's not spying. It's surveilling. Marshall used the word spying. Marshall used the word. We'll talk to our panel next. (laughs) Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. I'm just saying. Hillary Clinton with an op-ed piece the other day. Hillary Clinton on Rachel Maddow last night. Hillary Clinton on Colbert. She's on another show a couple, yeah, a couple of nights ago. I was going to talk about that. Is she running or is she thinking of running? I swear to God she's at least thinking about it. She's thinking, Joe Biden? An old, worn-out, last century? That's what I am. If he can be president, I can be president. I'm twice as smart and twice as tough, she's thinking. She could absolutely be thinking that. Yes, yes. Well, when you lay yes. out like that, it's not that crazy. No, because she, she could say, you know, if Pete Buttigieg was at the top of it, she'd think, okay, you know, he's 37, he's gay, he's all these things, you know, it's a new time. But Joe Biden, that's my arena. That's my wheelhouse. I could be Joe Biden. Right, right. Huh. Nobody likes you. A three-word end to that notion, Hillary. Nobody likes you. She doesn't believe what? that at all. She doesn't believe that at all. Well, she did win the popular vote. It's Russia's <laughs> help and misogyny. All right. It's it's the people that won't vote for a woman, which I guarantee you she got more votes because she was a woman. But. You lost to the guy from The Apprentice. <laughs> Nobody wants a rematch. <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> Nobody wanted the original match, according to the polls. (laughs) So let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, President Trump is cheering the latest jobs report. Trump tweeting out this morning, all in caps, jobs, jobs, jobs. He also posted... Isn't there a funny, uh, famous Joe Biden, one of those? So it's a four-letter word, J-O-B. No, he said it's a three-letter word, (laughs) jobs, (laughs) J-O-B-S. Yeah, that's a good Joe Biden clip. 
Anyway, Trump also posted a report about unemployment dropping to the lowest level since 1969. The unemployment rate down to 3.6% last month. The economy adding 263,000 jobs. That exceeded the expectations of economic analysts. And the job growth was pretty widespread, pretty much across the board. Now we got a new report out that says... A female undercover FBI investigator met with Trump campaign advisor George Papadopoulos in 2016. The New York Times said the investigator posed as a research assistant and wanted to know whether the Trump presidential campaign was working with Russia. That meeting taking place at a bar in London. After the Times story came out, Papadopoulos tweeted his suspicion that the FBI investigator was actually working with the CIA. Yeah, he thinks it's the CIA. He was on Tucker last night, and he said she was attractive, and she sidled up to him and was very flirty and, you know, kind of ditzy acting and stuff like that. Wow. What's going on here? Then the next day, he gets called back to this dude... uh, uh, who had originally got in contact with him and goes to his office, and she's there, and she's, like, very professional and business-like in there. She was a, just a completely different person. Mm. So it was all a ruse wow. to try to get him to fall for it, which he didn't, which is kind of surprising, actually. He doesn't strike me as uh, super sharp, and he was in a bar hanging out. And, right. Know. Well, well, if he had, quote-unquote, fallen for it, though, he didn't have much to say, right? I don't think so. Well, no. I mean, according to the Mueller report. No, no, no. He was not working with the Russians. Right. Yeah, President Trump has repeatedly accused the FBI of spying on his campaign. The FBI officials have said there was growing concern in 2016 about the extent of Russian interference in the election campaign. The Attorney General Bill Barr has also used the word spying and recently vowed to look into the origins of the Russia investigation. In other news, after days of upheaval... I just thought it was interesting that... Our own FBI sends uh, flirty women at guys in bars to Heck try to yeah. get information on them. I would. <laughs> that was quite something. After days of upheaval, Venezuela is sinking back into political stalemate. In the fourth month of their standoff, President Nicolas Maduro and opposition leader Juan Guaido are unable to deliver a knockout blow as Venezuela spirals deeper into neglect, isolation, and desperation. Abrupt shifts or behind-the-scenes power plays can't be ruled out, but there is a sense that the two camps are entrenched. Too strong to be dislodged, too weak for clear-cut victory. Old Guido thought, okay, I have the energy, I have the people, now is the time. And he was wrong. He just didn't have quite the uh, the momentum behind him that he thought he did. Right now, so we have two presidents in a row, Obama with Syria and Assad, and Trump with this guy in... In Venezuela, where the President of the United States says, okay, your time's up, you got to go. We're recognizing the new group, or you're just done, or whatever. And mm-hmm. That doesn't turn that way, and we just say, oh, well. Not everything you you try succeeds, Jack. Yeah, no, That's I, why you try, try again. I'm not sure it's a good look to declare somebody's got to go, or something's over, and then when it doesn't happen, you, you don't have the ability to make it happen. Oh, I'm sure it's not a good look. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. EPA is weighing in on the ongoing Roundup cancer controversy. Regulators at the Environmental Protection Agency announcing that Roundup weed killer is safe to use. Well, how about that guy who just got, what was it, $80 million? Yep. $80 million. Yep. The entirety of the scientific community, which is not infallible, but... And just and doctors and then everybody can say one thing, but if a jury of twelve says, "Oh no, clearly it gave you cancer," you get the money. Yep, that's something. 
The uh, ruling, a big win for uh, Bayer, who got the rights to round up when they bought Monsanto last year. Bayer, Bayer has lost twice now in court. It's fighting more than 10,000 lawsuits contending its product is linked to cancer. I got the very cancer that they're being uh, accused of using. I've used a lot of Roundup. I don't know why I haven't sued. I don't need $80 million. <laughs> but you <laughs> give, give me one of them, though. I'd be fine. But you've done a lot of you know, research both sides, right? Yeah, I'm not convinced that it caused it. Right. No, I have no reason to be convinced that it caused it. There's plenty of information saying it doesn't. It's inconclusive at best. Now, Jack, you mentioned earlier your brother just toughed it out when his appendix was blowing up, right? Yes, his appendix ruptured over the weekend, and he just uh, laid there and sweated and and vomited and uh, and moaned in pain, and then went to work Monday morning. Well, along those same lines, <laughs> God, he's lucky to be alive. <laughs> oh my God! Along those same lines, you know who else toughed it out very publicly? Kelly Clarkson. She had to have her appendix removed soon after she hosted the Billboard Music Awards. Mm. The 37-year-old... And if anybody had watched it, they would have realized she was in pain. The 37-year-old tweeted she may or may not have broken down in tears right after the show from all the pain. She flew home to L.A. after that the... That means she did. She... If you've got a pain that makes you scream in agony inside, <laughs> go, go ahead and ask a doctor about it. Yeah. She flew home to L.A. after Wednesday night's show in Las Vegas and had the surgery on Thursday. Went right in. Uh, why don't you just call up the producer and say, can I be in the Music Awards show next week instead? <laughs> and just swap with whoever was going to host that one. Anyway, that's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips here. I'm Strong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. And my brother's in the hospital right now, and he finally went into the doctor many days after and his appendix ruptured. And you said he was doubled over in pain like months ago? Oh, uh, yeah, at Christmas he was. Oh, yeah, we were trying to convince him to go to the emergency room over Christmas Wow, as the lead-up to this. But anyway, um, so now he's doing the no food or drink, everything's coming through an IV, which boy, I understand from other people done, it's a great weight loss plan. Really? This is your chance to lose a few LBs, I think. I need to look into this. Yeah. Huh. Usually people, because uh, they're not giving you, you know, pizza and milkshakes through your right, IV. Right. Or more than you need. Another bag of protein, Joe? Oh, I've had enough. <laughs> really? <laughs> Thanks not so another bite. You got any milkshake in there? Not another CC. <laughs> I'm glad he's alive. Yeah. That's something. You don't need your appendix anyway. What God thinking? You know, it's like a lot of things. It's like a, a third TV. You have it, you like it. If it went away, you'd be okay. You know? If you weren't listening earlier in the show, Michelangelo revealed he has a television in his shower now, in his new place. Shemini. Yeah. That's pretty yeah. fancy. Oh, we don't want to miss a moment of anything. The Miss USA pageant question and answer got politi- po- po- political. Oh, I've got to hit you with that Hillary Clinton stuff I was talking yeah, about. Yeah, definitely. And are lawns going to become a thing of the past? They need to die, according to one analyst. Lawns. Mm. Stay tuned. I've to the killed end. several of them, so I'll stay tuned. <laughs> True, I have too. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. and guy with somehow too much hair and not enough hair at the same time. (laughs) Apparently, he brought that bucket of KFC to imply that the Attorney General was chicken for not showing up. 
I mean, at least that's what we assume. It could have just been his breakfast. And someone was like, oh, is that KFC some kind of political statement? And he was like, huh? oh, yeah, 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 that's, that's what it is. And the drink is because we need to shake things up. <laughs> that's pretty well done. He has too much hair and not enough hair at the same time. That's hilarious. If you've seen the guy. Uh, Tom Brady has just signed a contract. He is in the bottom half of, of NFL player salaries. I love the theory that the, the bottom half. He's not even yeah. the, in the top 50%. Right. He said, I'm selfless and my wife makes a lot of money. Right. <laughs> yeah. Giselle Bunchen is low-key one of the most valuable people to the Patriots franchise because right. she is the breadwinner of that house. He doesn't have to get market value for his talents as an NFL quarterback. Right. And and they, he, he doesn't care. And I would point out a couple of other things. Number one, he is a, a team guy. And kind of a great guy, in, not kind of, stop saying that. He is a great guy to have in the locker room, so he understands it's all about team. And as an aging quarterback, he's thinking if the Patriots can hire bigger and nastier behemoths to keep me from getting killed, I'm willing to give up a little salary, which is just smart. We did the story about Roundup. The EPA says Roundup doesn't give you cancer. But anyway, um, uh, a texter says, and I don't know if this is true, Glenn Beck made his producer drink a glass of Roundup three and a half years ago, and he's still fine. Is that something, is that something we can do? Get Sean a glass of Roundup and a glass of motor oil? And you want to We're going to be banging 30s. <laughs> oh, no! We're too, we're too slapped for that anyway. Slap? According to college kids, is of high quality. Ah, yeah. man, I remember my college yeah, he, slang. He, he, Everybody thinks they're clever. <laughs> you hear a good song, yeah, yeah. That, that song slaps. That's okay. really good. Gotcha. Yeah, I'll wow. be saying that. Wow, yeah, slay. That's kind of an old one, but anyway. Um, so uh, Hillary Clinton, you ever heard of her? She, uh, well, she was something or other once, uh, and she ran for president. And and I saw this headline in the Washington Times, and I thought, wow, that's a pretty good line. I'm going to go on the air. I'm going to go on the Armstrong and Getty show and pay Hillary Clinton a compliment. Because she was uh, speaking at something or other the other day. And uh, actually, I think it may have been Rachel Maddow's show. Yeah. Um, and she said, China, if you're listening, why don't you get Trump's tax returns? Which is a pretty good... You know, touche to Trump's, hey, Russia, if you're listening, see if you can find Hillary's emails, which on MSNBC and CNN, they pretend was a serious marching order from Trump to his Russian compatriots. It was the signal that they should. No, please. Anyway, so I thought, you know, that's that's pretty uh, that's pretty clever. But then I read the rest of what she said. Imagine, Rachel, that you had one of the Democratic nominees for 2020 on your show, and that person said, you know, the only other adversary of ours who's anywhere near as good as the Russians is China. So why should Russia have all the funds? And since Russia is clearly backing Republicans, why don't we ask China to back us? Well, ho, hey, ho, hey now, Hillary. I thought anybody with any conscience whatsoever had agreed that what Russia is trying to do is just, weaken us and screw with us and get us at each other's throats so now hillary clinton who i tell you what if you admire this sort of thing she's uh, she's willing to slit throats and disembowel people she should be on game of thrones <laughs> saying that well clearly russia is backing republicans that's uh that's not true it's more they tried to weaken you and now they're trying to destroy trump and next time the democrats in charge they'll try to weaken them 
I think it's more true than saying they are supporting Trump, though, specifically because their their main purpose was just not having her win. It was well, anybody but her. So almost by default, they're kind of supporting the non-democratic. Uh, no point of order. They were absolutely certain she was going to win, right? And wanted her to enter the White House as wounded and controversial as possible. I think if Trump had been up ninety to ten in the New York Times, they'd have been going after him, hundred percent, trying to certain. weaken him as he was going to become hundred percent certain. Um, but then when it it looked like Trump might have a chance, then they uh, they thought, wow, wait a minute, we know Hillary had bust our balls. Let's get Trump in. Um, so anyway. So that was that was lying, and then she unleashed her uh, her joke, which I actually uh, kind of thought was funny. Um, yeah, I tell you what. Once again, I was clicking around on on Twitter. I shouldn't anymore, although it's when it's good, it's wonderful, and when it's bad, it's awful. Uh, more people in their ideological bubbles, just with, and and you know what? They don't mean to be this way, but they have no idea that there's an alternate point of view. But they angrily and bitterly defend their own. Uh, I hope she runs. Just for entertainment. Oh, oh yeah. Are you kidding? It would be spectacular. Although Joe, Joe Biden's going to be entertaining, too. Hey, one more point. We were talking about the Facebook ban on extremist leaders. And um, and I just, I hate the, if you have three, four, or five degrees of separation to so-called extremist groups... Then the Southern Poverty Law Center and uh, Media Matters and Rachel Maddow will say you're a, an extremist group and nobody will, will argue with it. Just real quick, I'm looking at the Washington Post coverage of this. I'm going to hit you with a bunch of phrases. Extre- and these are none of these are in quotes. These are by the uh, journalists, some of whom are friends of the show. Uh, extremist, far right, hate speech, violence and hate, hateful groups and individuals, white supremacy, extremist figures, bigoted, harmful Harmful material, violent content, bigoted messages, uh, espouse violent and hateful views, uh, dangerous hate speech and conspiracies, hate actors. Okay? Those are all phrases in the article, and they're talking about uh, Alex Jones, Milo Yiannopoulos, Laura Loomer, and Louis Farrakhan. All of those accusations, those explosive phrases, they have one example in the entire piece to back up those accusations, which are serious, serious accusations. One example, and that's Louis Farrakhan referring to Jews as termites earlier this year and calling the religion dirty and and Jews are liars, cheaters, and thieves. They didn't bother to back up any of this with anything specific. That's pretty weak. They do mention that Milo Yiannopoulos interviewed Laura Loomer who allegedly is an anti-Muslim bigot. But that's it. And, you know, I suppose if you are so far left that you consider Media Matters and the Southern Poverty Law Center unimpeachable sources, I suppose you wouldn't bother looking for examples. But you'd think just out of curiosity? I mean, like Jack said, I just saw something so gross I can't believe it. I'm not going to run to the, my newspaper and, and print something so gross you wouldn't believe it happened. In an article, <laughs> I'd say, what happened? What was it? How did it happen? But, no. Uh, here's another one of those articles in the New York Times. I keep seeing these, yet I keep not exercising. How exercise affects our memory. Even a single workout may make our brain's memory centers, like our muscles, more fit. They are tying more and more 
with more studies, our brains functioning to exercise. Not just our body, you know, not just we're toner and look better or whatever. Right. Actually makes our brain work better. Yeah. It's interesting. A single I, uh, m- I exercise uh, uh, quite a bit, and uh, I'd like to know what happened. I mean... Or where would you be if you weren't exercising? Dumb as a post. I can't remember what I had for breakfast. A single moderate workout may immediately change how our brains function and how well we recognize common names and similar information, according to a promising new study of exercising memory and aging. The study adds to growing evidence that exercise can have rapid effects on brain function and also that these effects could accumulate and lead to long-term improvements in how our brains operate and how we remember. Remembering is mm. a big deal. And, and they say even a small amount, or did they say even one? Yeah. Surely and, that goes away at some point. Until recently, scientists thought that by adulthood, human brains were relatively fixed in their structure and function, especially compared to, you know, malleable tissues like your muscle and that sort of stuff mm-hmm. that continue to grow and shrivel in direct response to how we use them our entire lives. Everybody knows that you can, at whatever age, decide to work out and, you know, you can you could get more muscle or make the muscle you have better or whatever. Sure. But they didn't know you could do that with your brain. But there are a bunch of new experiments that show that adult brains, in fact, can be quite plastic, rewiring and reshaping themselves in various ways depending on our lifestyles. Come on now. That is really interesting. That's both wonderful news and a challenge. Sure. I, I feel like this is one of the things that ancient civilizations kind of knew and understood, but now we're getting the data to kind of back it up with the whole sound body, sound mind thing from ancient Greek philosophy. Sure. Yeah. Yep. And I also remember, because I exercise, I remember this, uh, the whole, as you get older, find a challenge, something difficult. They talk about puzzles or learning an instrument or whatever, and what's stuck in my mind is that if you have that feeling, this is frustrating, that's what you're looking for. It's got to be miserable. It's got right. to be really annoying and miserable. It's got to make you unhappy, profoundly unhappy. That's when you know you're doing well. <laughs> no, just frustrating. You're, you're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.